hey y'all welcome to class this is white homework a podcast about race racism and restorative justice i am tori williams douglas i'm a writer speaker and anti-racism educator and um talking to alice hamilton the one and only um yeah uh, the the more popular like it's my podcast but she's the most popular so it's fine i've never been cool so i guess it just makes sense um giving the people what they want yes exactly (laughs) um yeah and so if you hear apparently she lives really close to an air force base so if you hear airplanes flying over it's because we're in the middle of another civil war the same civil war that we've been fighting this whole time i'm sure the planes are going overhead for normal reasons i'm sure it's some laid back regular plane shit as uh you know it is january 14th 2021 so business as usual pretty much i don't think anything has gone on in the last you know six months even um it's been pretty dull up in these parts uh i was thinking today about how much people outside the u.s must be like horrified and also like I don't even know horrified and something of like everything that is going on here I just it's it's been a real long you know five-year embarrassment and I'm glad it's coming to a close and just the way that he is pissing all over his own legacy because like you know he could have he could have gotten Republicans to remember him like Ronald Reagan and believe me they're still going to try to do that but it's going to be harder for them since he sent a mob of his supporters to wipe their fecal matter in the halls of the fucking Capitol building. So okay, that's- I would like to push back on that narrative because Alex Jones said that they were oh, all Antifa operatives who were just dressed up as MAGA guys. So <laughs> do with that what you will. Yes. I love that these people put it all on the line to defend their country. And now everyone's calling them gay Antifa members. I'm like, have you ever been to a Black Lives Matter protest, first of all? Because none of those guys look like they belong there. Even if they were wearing, I don't know, all black and actually yeah. wearing fucking masks, which they did all summer. Uh, yeah, that's Yeah, really you can't cool. say they're Antifa when you're not even wearing a mask and we can identify you as like a pro-gun <laughs> doucher from fucking wherever the fuck you came from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, your your little real estate, your cushy real estate job that you're getting fired from. Yes. <laughs> for trying to participate in an insurrection. Yep. Maybe. Put it Most on your resume. I'm sure some Trump supporters <laughs> sure right. support will hire you. Yeah. Oh, that made me so angry. Like, they're all the Trump supporters that are getting fired right now are like getting rehired by nobody there. will hire me i'm being discriminated against because of free speech and like free I speech has nothing to do with there's no right to be employed like no we've tried to do that jobs and, yeah. and you're not into that shit so uh yeah cool story I'm being bro discriminated against because i did a little bit of terrorism no one's hiring me it's like okay yeah, it's just all oh, the sob stories are so ridiculous. And then mm-hmm. it's like, and they call us like, the, we're the ones that play the victim card. <laughs> they're so they're like making complete fools of themselves. <laughs> like, I mean, I know that I work for the Trump administration, but I'm also really talented and I, that shouldn't be held against me. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, clearly all... you lack judgment. You lack sound yeah. judgment. So yeah, that should be held against you uh, if you're competing against other people for a job. 
all of all of this like everything that's happening is is terrifying but at the same time like if you're gonna end the game by just showing your hand i appreciate that you know <laughs> like let everybody know exactly what you're about uh, on yeah. the way out that's fair it's very fair um sweet so i felt like it was very important to talk about kick the kick the year off talking about sex work and sex workers and we are not sex workers so just full disclosure we're going to try to be as respectful as possible if we screw yeah. up all please, uh, please at us i don't know yeah. about you but uh <laughs> well we both grew up in an all-white neighborhood and on more than yeah. one occasion somebody thought i was a sex worker just for walking down the sidewalk because what else would a brown girl be doing in the suburbs except for selling of, Por- of portland <laughs> yeah right like i'm sorry were there prostitutes in tigard oregon like was that a Not thing of like all the cops, the cops told us to look out for, you know, whatever. Um, I don't, I don't remember seeing anybody who looked like they might be interested in selling sex, but also Tiger is fairly affluent. Um, so I'm not, I'm not really sure. Yeah. People, Tiger is affluent and full of racists. Shout out Tiger in my hometown. Um, so yeah, I guess like the first little piece of this is trying to use more respectful language sorry screwed up (laughs) um but yeah i think that like part of part for me like part of my personal like moral ethic is respecting people's humanity right Mm -hmm. and and you know using like we will get into it but there are all kinds of reasons that someone might get into sex work um like consensual sex work and, you know, and sometimes people do it for survival, right? Because they need a place to stay, right? Or they need food. Um, but yeah, I just I do want to be, try to be super cognizant of using respectful language as much as possible. And when I screw up, feel free to at me. Um, yeah, because I'm sure I will at some point. Um, I do think it's really interesting because we do have all of these like negative words for women and like femmes that describe like you have too much sex essentially. Yeah. <laughs> right. And or it's like you enjoy sex and that's well, bad. that's right. And that's bad. It's, it's not allowed. Um, but it's just really interesting. Cause it's like, we have, there's how many words are there for not sex worker, but just someone that you think is like, has too much, a woman that you think has too much sex. It's like slut or hussy or like are you gonna name them all there's a wide variety (laughs) but my point is are there any of those for men like a man whore is a joke that we made up i don't know in the early 2000s or something but nobody actually calls (laughs) that. i could make a comparison to what like just man whore has the same level of creativity that like (laughs) <laughs> what white people call black people versus what white people call Arabs. It's just like you added a word to the same thing. And like, there's no creativity there. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Manhor is like a joke. A player is like something they're proud of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's... all, uh, like fuck boy is the only one that be really kind of hurt and they feel in sometimes. That's the only one. But uh, like culturally, is that because you're kind of seen as like soft also? I don't know. Like, or is it? Um, yeah, I think there's there's the part of it. There's a part of being a fuckboy that's like, you pretend like you have feelings, you pretend like you're invested emotionally, and then you dip out when 
you know, abruptly. And yeah, I think that the biggest part that stings about that is like a player is a player and he, you know, he's tough and he wants to fuck and whatever. That's fine. But like a fuck boy will, will pretend like he's emotional and then dip out. Oh, okay. So it's an act. Got it. I didn't, yeah. I didn't actually understand like the distinction. Cause I, well, to be honest, I'm never, I don't think I've ever yeah. used the term fuck boy. So. <laughs> I have not had occasion to use it for anybody that I know, but I've, I, yeah. I, I think that that's for a guy that like pretends he's interested in a relationship when he's not. You know, what's really interesting is we both have Google and we could just go and look this up, yeah. but we are choosing not to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to keep guessing based on Our context clues. Wild speculation happening over here. These two little homeschooled girls who have no business talking about sex work at all because we don't, except for the fact that I think that sex workers deserve rights and should be protected. Like, you know, you know I'm going to do business. I'm going to do that white boy thing where, yeah, I'm not an expert, but you're going to hear my goddamn opinion anyway. No, 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 no. My opinion is just as valid as your lived experience and expertise. That's what it is. I'm basically a doctor. (laughs) So again, like this is not, it's not something that I am an expert on in terms of like lived experience or even exposure really. It's my concern is the way that we dehumanize sex workers yeah. and try to um, strip them of their human rights, right? I was going to say that you don't have to be an expert right. in this in order to advocate for just like empathy for these people as people. Anybody right. can do that. Everybody should do that. Yeah. And it doesn't like it doesn't matter who you're talking about, like just trying to humanize people that are very consistently dehumanized in our society, um, I think is really important work. And additionally, um, like the DOJ, I believe there was a DOJ report that said 40% of sex workers are black. Um, mm-hmm. and we're 12% of the general population. So that is not nothing, um, yeah. disproportionately affects black and Latinx women and femmes. Um, Mm-hmm. And obviously, we know that there is no safe place in the country for Black trans sex workers, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's not okay. That needs to change. Um, so, yeah, I think just because they're a vulnerable population and because it disproportionately affects people of color and these policies are made by dudes who went to Yale and like sure they paid for sex but you know it wasn't like someone on the street corner it was like I'm gonna go have my assistant like connect with this woman at a bar and then bring her to this hotel or whatever right yeah yeah like they don't have any they don't have any exposure really except for like you know anti-sex work narratives in film essentially yeah a perceived moral superiority yeah exactly and so um but those are the people that get to make the laws Mm -hmm. regarding sex workers and they feel like they know better than sex workers themselves Mm -hmm. which i'm not okay with um and also i think that we have to like we have to much more broadly define sex work now because we have like there's people who do sex work and they're just online, right? Like cam girls and, and what is it? Only fans, fans only. I never get that right. Yeah, um, it's only fans. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I'm like, it's one of the two. Yeah. And and so like sex work needs to be more broadly defined, right? Because it's not just um it's not just people who are necessarily like down and out, right? It's not just people who are desperate. Um, it's not people who it's not exclusively people who like didn't have a choice, right? Who were trafficked. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot more people in our society who would now fall under the umbrella term of sex worker um, who have regular jobs, right? And so, uh, yeah, if you find out, by the way, side note, if you find out that somebody that you work with um, does sex work online, do not out them because that is a form of violence and you are risking both their safety and their livelihood. So uh, just zip it. If you know someone who does online sex work no you don't um (laughs) yeah so you know in the criminalization of sex work by these by people in washington dc essentially um and and people in state and local government like that leaves sex workers with no recourse if they are the victim of a violent crime yeah because they will be arrested because they are illegal right and it's it's interesting because you know for most of us not everyone right there's sports and stuff but for most of us our body isn't really like our job, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like you can say, okay, this is like separate, like this is separate for me. It's like, no, you are, you are the crime and the criminal. Right. Yeah. Um, and just so- like a reflection sort of, of how little like society cares specifically about like black and brown sex workers mm-hmm. um, is I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before um, in the eighties uh, there were, it, it's suspected that there was like, five or six serial killers in South Central LA. Mm. And because they were killing mostly black women, mostly sex workers, uh, nobody really cared. And no one really cared to the point where when police would find these, the bodies of these women that had been murdered, not just sex workers, but also just random Mm -hmm. black women in general, they would write DNI on the body bag, which stood for do not investigate. It was like, oh, another sex worker got killed by a John, whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. they would not put any effort into it. And because of that, these serial killers were just able to do what they wanted to do for way longer than Mm -hmm. they would have been able to do it in any sort of white community. Yeah. Yeah. You're not you're not leaving white ladies bodies laying around town. No, it's like, you know, upper middle class white community. (laughs) That's not a thing that happens. Um. And, and, and I, yeah. I noticed a long time ago, before I was even on, you know, before I had the right amount of empathy for sex workers, I, I, mm-hmm. I was getting really annoyed at all of the guys who looked at Hugh Hefner like he was a wonderful person and like a hero and almost like a god, but looked at Playboy bunnies like they were worthless. And it's like, you don't get the fucking magazine without the Playboy. Like, why is their contribution like obscene and to be frowned upon when that's like the i mean i almost had the backbone of the magazine that was the magazine that was the whole magazine yeah and they just looked at it's just uh i read it for the articles but whatever (laughs) yeah when you when you despise the thing you're attracted to that's Mm -hmm. you know it results in this misogyny what's Mm -hmm. up (laughs) Um, i'm not gonna believe this but uh, dudes be messed up in the head sometimes (laughs) And we have words to describe those dudes. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. There is, there's, yeah, there's like this morality thing, especially Mm -hmm. I feel like with cis men about sex workers. Um, And, you know, you see this on television, in movies, in music, like everywhere, right? There's, there's this like, I think that men already, cis men already internalize that they are better than women, right? Yeah. They're at least the default, right? They're at least the default of humanity and women are like second or like, you know, down a line. I I don't even really know. Like, I'm again, I'm not a cis dude, so I have no fucking clue what they think about women. (laughs) Guys are the main character, the protagonist, women are side characters. Right, exactly. It's, It's the, um... It's the whole James Baldwin quote of like, uh, I don't, it doesn't matter what you tell me you are if I can see what you are doing, yeah. right? All I can judge is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so not trying to judge anybody's heart, but um, yeah, cis dudes, you have some fucking work to do because um, you're not better than anybody else. Yeah, and it's cool. so fucking, I was thinking about this last night. It's hard to deal with the cultural issues that really are plaguing the straight cis male community because the second you say straight cis male they're like oh where is this going you fucking feminist it's like you're already defensive we can't even <laughs> talk to you right How exactly sensitive can you be we just got to talk about some of this shit and wonder right. what like just check those impulses where is this coming from is it yeah, coming from a rational absolutely. place why are you mad at instagram hoes what shouldn't you appreciate yes. this As a straight guy, shouldn't you appreciate women you call sluts? Shouldn't those be your favorites? Like, it it and also they're they're providing you with free content. Like, what what is the problem here precisely? Like, why are you better than these people? And I think what's really interesting is that it's like I assume many cis men who have this idea of you know sex workers, especially um, being like less than. I think that a lot of them have probably internalized like some kind of shame around sexuality to begin with. Oh yeah. That's where it comes from. Yeah. And then project that shame onto women rather than Mm -hmm. themselves. Make excuses for yourself, have empathy for yourself and then just it all at women. No, but right. Exactly. Exactly. And again, like sex workers, not just, not just like cis women or not just cis and trans women, but, but sex workers who again are more vulnerable even. Right. I mean, yeah. And I, I don't, I don't listen to, uh, I don't listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, but oh, I'm a comedian. So clips will get, you know, they'll wind up in my feed uh, yeah. just based off of other people that I follow. And there he's was a one. Comedian. No, he's just yeah. a joke. Go ahead. He's, yeah. Joe Rogan's not famous for being funny. He's a comedian, but he's famous for being controversial or very stupid. Um, <laughs> offense meant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> offense intended. Yes. Uh, no respect for that hoe. But I fucking, I, I saw this clip and he was talking to this comic named Christina P. And, and he was saying like, I, if you're like an Instagram hoe, like, <gasps> I don't have to respect you. I don't have to, you know, have any respect for what you do. You know, you can't force me to. He's he's like all about that, like grown man, you can't make me type of shit. It's like, boy, are you fucking seven? You know, when you say I'm a grown man, you can't make me. You sound like a child. And I spent a lot of time nannying. You sound like a child. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was watching that clip and I was thinking, yeah, you don't have to respect them. But why wouldn't you? And why don't you? Can I like why? Let talk about why. And I know that like most dudes, they don't have an answer for why, 
you know, it's like, oh, because they're whores, because that's gross, because that's bad, because you're going to get diseases and whatever. And it's like, all right, but you probably had more sex with people than these women have. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that, like, no disrespect to like, you know, uh, porn actors, but like, I think that it being an Instagram, like being on Instagram, that's a lot safer. You control your content. It's not you necessarily working for anybody other than yourself, most likely. Yeah. Yeah, it's you have way more autonomy. You're in control of what you post. You can block people from seeing it if you don't want them there. Uh, it's a thousand times safer. They're working for themselves. They're making a lot of money and they're making more money than they could make trying to do other jobs that like men get paid more than women to do. So it it really is just there's absolutely. And why wouldn't you appreciate it if you're a straight guy and some girls posting, you know, greasing up her body in a bikini hanging out by the beach what what are you mad at what, what on mm-hmm. earth are you mad at what on earth are you not able to respect there right exactly like everybody has a body and you know this you know there's there's so much kind of um you know, both both in the u.s it's like both cis men and cis women are expected to hate women's bodies <laughs> It's yeah. like it's not like none of our bodies are good enough for 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 bros, right? Yeah. And then like there's a multi-billion dollar industry devoted just to telling us like cis women especially your body is gross, here's how you can fix it, give me your money. Yep. yep. Um, um I I saw someone, god, what's her name? I think Zoe Kazan tweeted, uh women age beautifully, anyone who tells you different is trying to sell you something. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, but I yeah. did want to say that, like, there's this mentality among people, not just among, not just for, like, in the context of, like, sex work, there's this mentality that women's bodies are for men. So it's mm-hmm. okay if a yeah. guy wants to see you in pictures of a bikini, wearing a tight right. dress with a low-cut top. That's fine if he wants to see that. But if you want to put your body in a bikini, if right. you want to show off yourself, or if you're not even showing off, if you're just having fun with an outfit that you like to wear... Right. then that makes you a bad person because you're enjoying your body and it's only for guys to enjoy. It's a really mm-hmm. psychotic and I hate to sound like an SJW, but it's fucking violent uh, mentality yeah. that's just completely normal that just everyone has and you don't think twice about it. When you try to talk about it, you sound to you know the people who need to hear it the most, you sound overly sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, like, and, there's there's okay. more empathy that goes towards like the Johns than there goes towards the women who are in these positions of having to sell their body. Some of them choose it, and but a lot of them get pushed into it or trafficked into it. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's some, still, it's there's there's both both exist. Yeah, both. yeah the, and it's it's still just like a thousand times more empathy and humanity goes to the guys. And I'm not saying to shame the guys, but like give some humanity to the women i think we i think we need to shame the guys actually i mean if you think about the violence that sex workers experience like cis and trans sex workers the overwhelming majority of the violence that they experience is from cis men so yeah yeah, you should feel shame like i'm sorry you need to feel bad about yourself shame on the guys who are treating these women poorly uh but the guys who are have respect for these women and i do actually know i know some guys who went to go who would go visit sex workers and then stopped when they realized that like they couldn't tell um, which women were choosing to do this and which women were there against their will. And then they felt really bad, but they also didn't have any animosity towards these women and they appreciated the service that was being provided. They just reached Mm -hmm. a point where they no longer felt comfortable, uh, 
you know, going in to get that service because they right because know. you don't know the context exactly. Yeah. And no, that's and that's like legalization, and it needs to be more than legalization. You have to mm-hmm. like regulate it and make it safe and make you it have to make it for women are in charge instead yeah. of some asshole. Yeah, and like I, I mean, I definitely don't want to exclude like male sex workers and non-binary sex workers because I oh, think yeah. that the majority of the people who are unsheltered and sex workers are queer kids, like queer non-white kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, I shouldn't say kids because that's disrespectful, but yeah, queer non-white people in the country disproportionately end up yeah. doing the uh, non-consensual sex work where they're coerced into into these positions quote unquote um which is really interesting because we'll get to this but like the evangelical framing of sex work is that it's all these little blonde haired blue-eyed white girls that are being trafficked Mm -hmm. um and it's just not that's just not true and i mean you mentioned evangelicals the reason why there are so many queer kids that are unsheltered is because evangelicals threw their own kids out on the street yep and like for being not queer. only yeah not only yeah are they the ones like pushing to make sex work as dangerous as possible because they feel like keeping it dangerous is um going to discourage people from being yep. sex workers which yeah. it's not uh, but Punish they're also people, yeah. forcing people into positions where they have no other option than to be sex workers so evangelicals are a whole problem and we need mm-hmm. to start addressing that it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're they're promoting all of this extremely harmful, um, well, propaganda one, but also policy. Yeah, and you know they've you know I know that they've been able to find at least a couple of former sex workers who are on board with like criminalizing all sex work, um, mm-hmm. and to kind of use as like their shield, yeah. right? Um, we would have uh, porn stars who former porn stars who came to our church and told horror stories. Yeah. Um, and because so like scare all the kids yeah keep them on the straight and narrow yep yeah uh, yeah even evangelicals are really and i don't want to we were like kind of dumping on like cis men but uh i will keep evangelical to women cis men. alice doesn't are, have to oh yeah even evangel- evangelical women are <laughs> like, doing sorry. just as much damage just as much harm yes so if you felt like as a guy you were being picked on let me point a finger at these evangelical women as well uh, you're both in the gutter and y'all need to stop what you're doing. Do better. Do better. Like it's really, it it's literally not is not hard. Better. It's not hard to it's humanize not hard. people. I don't know why people it's act like it's your business. <laughs> your business. I'm sorry. Land of, the free. land of the free means you can, you can do this type of stuff. Land of the free means you need to relax. Right. Yeah. And yeah, it costs $0 and zero cents to mind your own fucking business. Yeah. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I think that we'll, we definitely need to talk about the whole uh, evangelical propaganda that is yeah. that is occurring. But yeah, I think um, another piece, just kind of going back to, to the part about porn, is like making sure that the porn that you consume is ethically made, yeah. right? Um, because again, like this is why, and I, I don't believe that like Pornhub should be sh- shut down. Like there's this big initiative by evangelicals. Um, no, not at get, all. To get Pornhub shut down because some there were um, there were videos of people being exploited on on Pornhub, right? Yeah, and regulation. That's what that's yeah, what that's, regulation. That's, that's really yeah, Not and, prohibition. and well, yeah, and and honestly, like I'm an abolitionist, but 
Pornhub needs to be working with the police and the FBI, like giving these people's IP addresses up yep. um, because they're not they're not safe. Like they're the least safe people. Yeah. Um, like they are the people that we do need to like keep away from greater society, at least for a time. Right. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be prison because I don't believe in that, but they still have to go. Um, so yeah, I, I think that it's so important to find ethically sourced organic <laughs> artisan <laughs> pornography. Yeah. Um, no, but for real. And so like, that's why I think that a lot of, yeah, the online, there's like now online, you don't have to do, you don't have to actually have sex with someone, mm-hmm. right? In order to create ethical pornography now. And there are a lot more, there are a lot more places where you can do that at this point um, than there were like before the internet and apps and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh I think that it is, I, I can't, I can't really harp on that enough. You need to pay for the porn that you consume. And if you're not paying, it may or may not be, someone didn't get paid. If you're not paying, yeah. someone in the chain did not get paid. If you're that interested is in like porn specifically, there's a documentary uh, movie and a documentary TV show called Hot Girls Wanted. Both of them are called mm. the same thing. Highly mm. recommend watching both of them. Um, yeah. I, they, and it's, some of the girls would talk about the fact that like you have to pay as the as the woman in the video you have to pay for the props so if it's like you know a graduation thing you got to go get the cap and gown so these women would do like you know x number of hundreds of movies and then have like you know less than five thousand dollars to show for it because they kept having to shell out the money they were paid to like be in the movie and these guys who are making the movies were like all right if you don't have a surfer girl costume or a cheerleading costume i will hire a woman who does yeah so they had to keep paying to be in the industry and didn't get anything out of it so it's extremely yeah there's a lot of exploitation that goes on and there is Mm -hmm. a middle ground between abolish all porn and like (laughs) these women having to pay like treat these women better they're providing the service that these straight guys claim and brag that they couldn't live without and Mm -hmm. if you tried to say like guys shouldn't watch porn these same guys who hate porn stars are gonna lecture you for a long time about how it's unrealistic to expect guys to not view porn so it's like all right well then let's treat these if this is a part of society you absolutely cannot live without let's treat these women better yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, I would also, I also have to wonder, I have to speculate if like the people, the, the cis men who are the loudest about hating, like the most vocal about hating sex workers, I have, and, and pornography consumption, I have to assume that they have some experience with what they're talking about. Right. Because we, we know that uh, lots of folks who decide to become culture warriors against the queers, um, it's yeah when i was evangelical sometimes projection is what i'm saying (laughs) when i was evangelical i would fight the hardest for things that i felt personally i i needed to believe there was a cure i needed to believe there Hmm. was a fix it was about me and i would be preaching about it trying to get people to believe that like this issue i was facing needed to be solved and was as it, it was something you were able to be solved so there's a difference between just saying everybody, every single bad person is bad because they're secretly gay. That's not helpful. But there right. is no, the no, no. acknowledgement of like somebody like 
for instance, Mike Pence, who a lot of people believe is secretly queer. Yeah, you know, I don't know about that. I don't know if he is either, but you know, for argument's sake, if he was, there is the mentality sometimes that, that secretly queer people will have that are have been like sort of wound up by the church. They're like, I have to believe there's a cure. Right. I have yeah. to believe there's Absolutely. a cure. And that's yeah. like it's sincerely heartbreaking. And that's mm-hmm. not like me trying to demonize Mike Pence and say he's evil because he's gay. He's evil because he's evil. He's making choices. He's a grown adult man. <laughs> that's not got to do yeah. with the fact that he's gay. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. A belief that there has to be a cure sometimes will come from the fact that you need that cure or you believe you need that cure because you've been wound mm-hmm. up and brainwashed by organized religion. Right. And I think you know, that's that's such an important point because like evangelicals are so – white evangelicals are so – they're 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 so much of the problem here Mm -hmm. right like they're doing most of the heavy lifting in terms of making this country less safe for sex workers yeah um and i do think that a lot of evangelicals project but i don't think every every anti every anti-queer crusader is not gay right but yeah evangelicals project frequently um so they're like uh well you know it's well we've seen that in the last couple of years i feel like um but yeah Mm. i I think that we need to talk about this um sort of this fake no maybe it's real this crusade that evangelicals are on against like it when people say that yeah i don't like when people say evangelicals are not real christians i know they read Mm -hmm. their bible with sincerity i know they pray with sincerity i know they believe they're Mm -hmm. hearing from god with sincerity and and that sort of that's that sort of uh absolves the it it absolves organized religion of their responsibility by saying these people aren't real christians they are Mm. real christians and they're being misled and they're mm-hmm. fighting these culture wars that they think are important, but really right. don't affect them or their family or most of the time, even their neighborhood in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Which is why they feel like they can be um, activists against yeah. pornography and uh, against sex work, consensual sex work. And um, sincerely, because they're bored. Right. They have nothing else to do. Yeah. Sitting in there, sitting in their little houses. All their um, kids are at school. And um, just the, the insane lack of empathy from evangelicals for sex workers and oh for gosh. women in general. I've <laughs> been talking to I, I'll talk to pro-life people and I'll try to explain to them that there is no pro-life option. If mm-hmm. um if abortion is illegal, then women will die and babies will die. If abortion right. is safe and legal, then Yes, there are fetuses that are being terminated. Those mm-hmm. are your two options. You right. know, if you believe that a terminated uh, fetus, that, that that's murder, that's death. Well, your two options are murder or murder. Right. And it's so like, many, what's, what's the most ethical way we can do this without yeah. coercing someone into carrying a pregnancy for nine months? Yeah. And the um, the so many pro-life people will say, well, if those women die trying to abort their own baby, they are murderers anyway. It's like giving oh someone the chair, fucking you know, God. and there's, they're fine with that amount of yep. death yeah. because they're, they, there's a complete lack of empathy. Yeah. And that goes for sex workers when they hear about sex workers being abused or um, like mm-hmm. no matter this how is, extreme I, I would see this is, articles. But also, about, also assault victims, right? Well, yeah, what was she oh, wearing? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Why were you, why were you at that party? Mm-hmm. Why were you at that party then? Why did you have a drink? Didn't right, you know you're exactly. putting yourself at risk? Yeah. yeah. 
it's always all victim, blaming. victim blaming nonsense mm-hmm. and just this like astounding lack of empathy like even i would see articles about like uh strippers um you like make trying to make get a union and trying to get their strip club to treat them yeah. better yeah. and the comments would fill up with people who had bible verses in their bios <laughs> saying well mm-hmm. if you know if you didn't want the guy who owned the club to come back and take your picture or touch you or do X, Y, and Z without your consent, then why'd you decide to be a stripper? There's Mm -hmm. this massive lack of empathy that's being promoted and praised uh, by, uh, by evangelicals because they see that punishment as a form of discouraging people from having abortion. Oh, you don't want to, you know, die self-aborting. Well then you shouldn't have an abortion. You should have that baby. And if right. you do, then, you know, your your death will serve as a warning to others. Yeah. It's a complete disgusting lack of empathy that a lot of people who grew up in the church don't realize, even if you've left the church, you may still have a lot of that hostility seated in you. And yeah. that's why you don't treat sex workers with respect or with empathy because yeah. you were you learn not to and you, you've still got that. Or even if you didn't go to church, maybe you knew people who did. And the first time you heard about sex work was from somebody who was religious and that went into your mind and it stayed there and we have to like unwind all these people Mm -hmm. and get them to realize that like people are people no matter what yeah no matter what they do no matter if you approve of what they do no matter if you approve of what they wear no matter the choices they're forced to make because they're in circumstances you couldn't imagine well and also you're the ones who are putting forth policies that lead us to the point where we have no social safety net and people have to do what they have to do to eat yeah so like stay mad karen and there is, there is, I think with a lot of like uh, sex workers on Instagram and OnlyFans, there's this rage that they don't need you to provide for, they don't need you for anything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yep. there's a, there's a, there's a rage that comes from a lack of control. Even if you've never gone to a full service sex worker, right. you may still feel a rage at the lack of control you have over what they do with their body. And that's not even something that you may be consciously aware of. Right. It may yeah. just be this visceral reaction you're having, which is why it's so hard to talk about this kind of stuff. Cause it's hard to bring somebody's attention to a problem that they don't know they have, or they don't believe they have. It's like racism. The, it's who'd have, who'd have thought. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I've talked to you about this before things that like something is right, but it feels wrong. And even for a lot of non-religious people, sex work feels wrong. Yeah, because we're culturally coded. We grew up mm-hmm. in this puritanical culture, right, that demonizes women for having breasts. I mean, yeah. it also demonizes men for having breasts, so whatever. But yeah. like, like breasts are just bad have, across the board. <laughs> having, having bodies, right? Like our bodies are constantly shamed and like we're constantly and, – and, and, and also the explicit double standard of boys will be boys and, Ugh. you know, we just need to kind of let them do what they do. And if you don't want to be the person that they take advantage of, like, I'm not going to raise good sons, but fuck it. If, you, if you're in the wrong yeah. place at the wrong time, look out, honey. Look I'm not doing any work here at all. Um, so, yeah, it, like it's so many of the circumstances that people find themselves in when they are either coerced into sex work or doing it out of survival, mm-hmm. it's because of policies pursued by white evangelicals. Yeah. I want to say something that's uh, not necessarily related to sex work, but kind of related to something that you said, the boys will be boys thing. Women Mm -hmm. get a lot of heat for being manipulative. And it's like, all right, if 
from a young age, we immediately see, even if we don't recognize it, like consciously, we see that the boys, that we're not getting the same things that the other people are getting. And Mm -hmm. if we yell about it, we're told to smile all the time and be cheerful and happy. So we have to pay extra close attention without even realizing we're doing it. You have to pay extra close attention. (laughs) If, if you're a young girl, little girl, elementary school, you have to pay extra close attention to what people do and why they are doing it. Because sometimes the only way you can get something that you want is by making somebody think it was their idea. And that's manipulation. And that's to be frowned upon if that's not your only option, you know, cause like boys can just ask for something. And like, even from like a professor or a teacher, if you're a woman and you're asking for help from a teacher, there is a sort of like a tally that's kept of how much Mm. you asked for and how much you owe back later. And not even in a sexual context, just in a context of you're needy, you want attention, you know? And uh, yeah. So people want to complain that women are manipulative without acknowledging the fact that society forces women to do that without thinking. It's like Mm. uh, one of my neighbors was, he counted cards and he said, once you learn how to do it, you can never stop doing it. You can't ever play poker without automatically counting the cards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, once you're a woman and you're an adult, sometimes you can interact with the, with people without that manipulation thing. You can't stop yourself from doing something that you learned to do when you were in elementary school. And again, really. it's like it's survival, right? It's, survival. it's not. It's not. You can it's cut that out. Of it's just a rant that's got nothing to do with sex workers. No, but, but I mean, it's it's yeah. I I think it's important because it, you know it touches on the idea of people's nervous systems and also mm-hmm. the culture, right? But yeah. I think that yeah, the uh, the coping mechanisms that we learn, especially as kids, in order to yeah. survive, but also you know in abusive relationships or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, those aren't, those might not be the things that are going to serve you best. So, yeah. you know, think about that, you know, personal responsibility apparently is a thing that Democrats do. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do want to talk really quickly about this like crusade of white evangelicals <laughs> and their thing about sex trafficking and how they are consistently misrepresenting data. Yeah. Right. And, and they're misrepresenting um, who was being trafficked. They want to make all willing participants look like uh, victims of trafficking. Um, mm-hmm. It's condescending and it's like hero complex bullshit. And it's just a completely out of touch view of sex work. And yeah, it's just it's just wanting to be a hero while also wanting to demonize these women for being so stupid that they would create an OnlyFans. No, she right. needs to pay. She needs to be warm and fed. That's right. why she has an OnlyFans. And you oppose a higher minimum wage. (laughs) And I think it's, you know, I think it's really interesting, you know, because evangelicals at this point have gotten their, this sex trafficking of like this idea of like, there are tens of thousands of children being sex trafficked every single year or hundreds of thousands, like whatever number they made up in their head. Um, And it's like these little, these little white kids who are being pulled out of their elementary school and like nobody recognizes them because they're wearing a mask. And I'm kind Mm -hmm. of like going into QAnon territory with, with, with this, but there's a lot of overlap um, because it's all conspiracy theories. It's not based in reality, right? But they're making up this narrative in order to manipulate policy, right? Yeah, yeah. And And those policies are enacted on black and brown bodies. Yep. (laughs) 
evangelical Christians are very susceptible to conspiracy theories because evangelical right. Christianity, white evangelical Christianity is a conspiracy theory <laughs> that one yeah. day all the governments of the world will turn against Christians. We're going to take away your Bibles and your cross necklaces. And if you say Jesus, you'll get killed. It you'll is go a to the conspiracy camps. fucking theory. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Like they're, they're, yeah, they like evangelical, white evangelical Christians in the U S like they think that they're just, uh, they think that they're, just as as persecuted as as polish jews right oh, like absolutely. they have no frame of reference whatsoever um and because of that it's, it's weird because that again that is manipulation because they know yeah. that they have power mm -hmm. right but if you talk to them it's no they don't like yeah. everybody's coming after us because we're christians and we have standards and we believe that like being queer is wrong and that's a valid opinion um you know they have all of these stances but they're they're doing they're manipulative in order to get in order to move the needle in a specific direction right yeah yeah um and so i think that it is like this idea of like putting this putting these ideas out there right so you have hundreds of thousands millions of accounts of white moms saying we need to we need to be looking on the lookout for sex trafficking of our children like yeah when it's not oh really God. gonna most likely it won't affect you. The number because people look for white girls when they go missing. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, yeah. you're taking yeah. something that is affecting, that's not affecting you and trying to center yourself as uh, in the well, narrative. It's white saviorism. Yep. It's just white saviorism is all it is. And they're, they're, creating, they're, manufa they're manufacturing victims. Like these victims do not exist. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm, I'm sure you know this, but the number of children who are kidnapped by strangers every year is a handful it's usually, extremely it's low it's under 10 you know usually right. a parent it's, yes exactly and so i think that it, i think which is like that says a lot about our country god damn mm -hmm. um and that's not to like erase the fact that like children can be kidnapped from vulnerable communities and it goes underreported or under investigated right. it's or it's not it's not reported it's not re investigated black families all the time are on twitter trying to get help yeah. like finding a loved one because like what other the option they have them. yeah right yeah like cops don't do jack shit i mean if it's no. a little white girl that goes missing like yeah they're on Posters that everywhere late yeah. night talk show house pitching in um yeah mm -hmm. but it's uh that also, people were, were talking about like mass shootings and how uh, they, were, they were trying to deal with mass shootings now that they're affecting white people. But all of yes. these shootings in black and brown neighborhoods are just expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's that it's, punishment thing, right? Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. shouldn't live in that neighborhood. Maybe you should work harder, huh? Get yourself some bootstraps. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm so angry about this punishment idea. Um, like I literally recorded a whole podcast episode about like, how punishment does not work just strictly from like a data science research mm -hmm. perspective. Positive uh, reinforcement works better than negative reinforcement. Saying yeah. I'll hit you if you do that is not as effective as saying, if you don't do that, I'll give you ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's true, right? If you mm -hmm. motivation, like external motivation, if it's negative is will backfire generally yeah. is what the data shows that, mm -hmm. that, you know, whatever, whatever outcome you were trying to coerce out of this person by, you know, hitting them or being whatever, like abusing them. I have them. a fucking great example of that. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Our mom would 
uh, hit me if I wet the bed. And then I find out as an adult that being hit makes you wet the bed. (laughs) And I fucking laughed when I heard that because I'd get in so much trouble. And turns out she was perpetuating the thing she didn't want with the negative reinforcement. I laughed so hard. Uh huh. Yeah. It's 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 not okay. No. Um, it's it's completely useless for society. This this we're obsessed with punishment, especially in America. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we look at people like sex workers and say you're getting what you deserve. you deserve, or even look at homeless people and say like, oh, go get a job if you want. To, you know, as if, as if McDonald's will hire you when you haven't had access to a shower in how many months. Right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, completely valid. But I, you know, I would encourage you if you want to go back and listen to that episode. Um, I think it's called Better Than Punishment. But yeah, punishment does not work. So um, all of these policies that these people are trying to get passed really do cause uh, measurable harm to sex workers. To mostly, and, and mostly black and brown people. Yeah. Who are mostly black and brown people. So if Absolutely. you if you want to feel like a you know white hero that's saving the world from sex trafficking, like you know don't just click on these ridiculous conspiracies. Actually read what uh, there are lawyers that are fighting for safe uh, sex yeah. work in America, mm-hmm. um, and also like follow actual sex workers, yeah, and listen to them because their opinion is kind of the most important in all of this. <laughs> I. I hate reducing women to like this person's wife, but Seth Meyers' wife, Alexi, and I don't remember her last name. It might be, it might be Asher. It's probably not because I know that's their son's name. But um, if you look up, if you look up her, she's a really good lawyer who, uh, that's awesome. who is fighting for this. And she's been interviewed about it. You can read about it. It's really informative. Um, you can read articles, things that she said, because she's fighting for like, um, not just like legalization and then let right. anyone do what and they want. Making yeah, sex goes. work the safest that it can be. That it can for, be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the people that are involved getting victims out and helping willing participants right. uh, have some autonomy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's complicated. Don't just, you know, click on a YouTube video and think you're a hero because Alex Jones said the Democrat pedophiles are after you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I can't like, I really encourage you to follow sex worker activists, right? The people who can be, um, who can be out about being sex workers. Yeah. Um, you know, list, like listen to them. Like mm-hmm. they are the most important voices in this conversation. Um, and I think that that is, I think that, I mean, I think that that's what we, we really have to start with what their needs are. Right. Yeah. That's otherwise we're not we're not going to fix this with like a bunch of non-sex workers trying to come up with some solution that we think is cool, right? Like mm-hmm. we actually have to listen to the people who are impacted and then make policy changes based on their actual needs. So, yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. Well, we solved that. So that's we solved awesome. it. Because <laughs> your right um, homework is don't try to be a big hero. Actually, listen. <laughs> Uh, your right homework is go find some sex worker activists to follow because there's lots mm-hmm. of really incredible people out there with really important things to say. Who are informed um, and rational and not just giving emotional, you know, performances on YouTube. Is this Alex Jones again? <laughs> you know, him and his little buddies. Oh, yeah. His his little minions. Um, yeah. I do want to say really quickly before we wind up. Um. 
Alice and I decided to take some of your questions. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you, but for real, if you want to, like, you can leave a voice memo on the Anchor page, which is just anchor.fm backslash Tori Glass. Um, you can leave a voice memo there uh, that we'll get. Or you can just shoot me an email. It's just hello at toriglass.com. Super easy. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, if you have questions about, like, race and racism or, like, not sure what to say to your racist uncle when he says this thing, like, yeah, let us know. We're we're yeah. all the way here for that. And that's um, that's what we're here for. Yeah. And want people to be able to like take advantage more take more advantage of the fact that we sit here and yell about racism every week. And uh, you know, we should we should be helping people with more specific stuff. Mm-hmm. Because these are real conversations that people have to have, right? Yeah. So um yeah, like I had somebody email me last week about um, the difference between racism and prejudice, which that could be its own episode, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's that's an important subject. Um, so yeah, if you want to do that, go ahead, check it out. While you're out there doing whatever, go uh, send some stars this direction, wherever you happen to be. Um, that would be amazing. Um, Alice... Where should people tip you for um, your services today? You can find me on Venmo. You at can find Ale- me on Venmo. <laughs> yeah, you can find at Alexandra, Alexandra Rose H. You can find me on Twitter at Alice R. Hamilton. You can find me on Instagram at M-I-S-S Alice Hamilton. Sweet. And I'm on all the things at Tori Glass and at White Homework. And um, yeah. That's, I think that's what we got for you th- this week. So stop discriminating against sex workers. Yeah. That's bullshit. Quit trying to and make yourself feel and it's racism. morally superior to people who are in desperate need. If, if you're white, you're not morally superior to anyone. I'm sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> that one's going to hurt feelings. That one is going to hurt. <laughs>